Okay, so you're hearing laughing in the background already, and I just have to start this out by saying, I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast, take two of this episode, right? On this episode, I brought in one of my really good friends, uh, and she is so much fun, and she is full of laughs, and she's serious at times, but she's funny at times, and so... Uh, we had started this podcast is to be totally transparent with all of you listeners out there. We had started this podcast. I hit the wrong button. We were halfway in it. She was telling this amazing story. And I looked down and said, oh my gosh, we've messed it all up. We have to do this again. So welcome to my show, my friend, Shelly Walsh. <laughs> Part two. Here we go. Take two. Take two. <laughs> so um, Shelly is a business owner. She is a mom. That's her heart. She loves being a mom. She's a great mom. And uh, and so she has navigated life. We're a woman of a certain age. That's how, that, I love that. That's where I like to put us. We're just women that. of a certain age yes. uh, who have some life experience, who uh, have learned some things about the Lord, yes. and are both passionately chasing God's call for our life. Yes. And so welcome to the show, Shelly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, uh, girl, guys, I've been so nervous about this, but I'm so excited, too. This yeah. is going to be awesome. Yeah. And so she... Um, she saw. She sees now my high tech way of doing podcasts. <laughs> totally, it's awesome. <laughs> totally another story for another day. But uh, so you know, Shelly, as we were just talking before the podcast and stuff, uh, one of the things that we we talked about, and we're going to kind of dive right into the middle of this quick early into this podcast is is a battle that you went through uh, with your family. You know, one of the things I believe is that our stories are helpful to other people. Mm-hmm. And as often as we like to think that we're the only people out there going through something, the truth is everybody's going through something. And when we share our stories, it's how we help other people. So can we talk a little bit today about uh, just how you found yourself in a place of rejection um, and a place of separation from your family? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I would love to. So, um, you know, we all guys go through seasons and we're all on a journey and there's no um, there's no blueprint of when you deal with rejection. Mm-hmm. This is the ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. It's 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 just a journey. And for me, um, I grew up in a wonderful household, but it was it was it was a little bit dysfunctional. But to to me, it was great. It we're, was all so, we're all dysfunctional. We're all dysfunctional. So I um about three actually it's been four years ago now, guys. I um I really felt rejected from my parents. They um I always felt like I was the it was my brother and I, and I always felt like that I was the one always chasing after them, going, "What about me? What about me?" Because um, my brother, they were always just so concerned about him. And so due to that, I saw our relationship, my parents and I, through rejection, that I was never good enough. And so um, four years ago, some things happened in the family, and I... I blew it, and I every, all the hurt, all the, the the all the thoughts that I was thinking for years on on just how I was the left out one, and um, and how they loved my brother more than they loved me. All of that, guys, came to the surface, and I I spewed it out, and it was not pretty. And I am I am I have repented and asked the Lord for forgiveness because it was not my proudest moment, but. You know, hurting people hurt people. For and sure. that's what I, I did. And so I spewed it all out. My parents didn't know what to do with it. Um, and so, and then I just shut the door on them. 
because I didn't want to just go back to them and say, oh, I'm sorry I said all that because it was a lot that came out. And I thought, Lord, before I go to my parents, I want to know where that anger came from. And it started me on this journey, and and it was a tough journey, probably one of the toughest I've ever been on. And so on this journey, guys, I'd go in my prayer closet daily and I would cry out to God because the 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 rejection and and the I mean it was like a gaping wound in me. I felt so rejected from my family. And um you know you hear sermons going you got to forgive. You forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. And I remember crying out to God and I'm like I want to forgive my family for the way that that I saw them treating me and my family, but I didn't know how to forgive them because the when you have hurt and that big and rejection especially from your parents um it's it's not a oh okay i i forgive them it was a how do i forgive them so i get the wounds i get when a woman has a wound so big and they they don't know what to do with it and I remember asking the Lord, what does it look like to forgive my family? What does it look like to forgive my parents? What does it look like to to love them the way, you know, the, what does the word say? The love of God is abounding in my heart. And I'm like, Lord, I is not abounding right now <laughs> in my heart. But I wanted it. It might be trickling, yeah. but it's not abounding. <laughs> I wanted it to, but it was not. Yeah. And so um, it was just, it was on this three-year journey. And you know what, guys? The conclusion is that you hear people say, you just got to love them. You just got to love them. You got to forgive and you got to love. And I didn't know how to do that. And I went to the Lord and I said, God, how do I love them? I'm so wounded by their actions. And he kept telling me, Shelly, you just love me. You just love me. And so I said, okay, I can do that. So every day I'd go, God, I love you. I love you. And I would bless my family. Lord, I bless them. I'm hurt. I'm hurt, Lord, but I'm going to bless them. And then the Lord said, Shelly, you're going to let me love you. Because I realized when you go through um, rejection that it's really hard for you to let others love you. Right. And it was really hard for me to let my Lord and Savior love me. I didn't know that. I've been a Christian for... 20, 30 years, and I didn't realize that I had never really let him all the way in. And so it was really a struggle because I was so, sh- there was so much shame on me for the for the blow up that I had with my family and what I said to them that I didn't think that he would ever love me to that point. Does that make sense? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And that's where shame and condemnation, guys, comes in, and I I hate it. I hate shame and condemnation because it can put us in such a pit, and we don't know how to get out of it. Right. It's so isolated, and it puts us in that isolation island where it's just us, and we can't share anything. We can't reach out to people because shame and guilt always keeps you isolated. That's one of Satan's favorite tools. Ma'am, Elisa, that is so true, and that's what happened. I withdrew. I quit going to church. I felt so shameful for my actions towards my family, and I thought, how could God ever redeem this and restore, you know, what I've done and what I've said to my family? So it took me three years to to really walk that out and let the Lord love me and start healing me. And you know what I found out is that 
I, everything I saw was through filter of rejection. Sure, it's like I absolutely. had these sunglasses on, and everything was rejection, rejection, rejection. And um, not just with my my parents, but even with my husband. And I didn't realize I was seeing things that way until the Lord was able to show me. I wouldn't let him show me for a long time. But, you know, when you get to that point where you want restoration so bad, you really will open your... I did. I finally was like, Lord, here I am. Right. So, um, anyway... I didn't speak to my parents for three years, and I cried a lot. And um, I was I I I was just on this journey with the Lord, and healing was going on the whole time. And it wasn't like I just was like, "Oh, I'm healed of that. This is great. I can move on." It was so subtle, mm-hmm. but I just started to see things in a different way. And then I started to realize, man, I love my parents and I love my brother. And I said, God. After after two years, guys, it, I didn't start believing for restoration until two years later because I was so wounded. Right. I just couldn't see it. But after two years, I said, God, I want to be restored to my parents and my brother. And, um, and I didn't know what that looked like. And so I just kept having my quiet time. And I just kept praying. And then I really felt released where, well, I can pray for my parents now. It was so subtle. And, I'm, and I would pray for them. And then I'd say... It took me about three years before I could pray for my brother because there was a lot of hurt there. But then I thought, I just had this desire to pray for my brother. And so it was very subtle. And But I started praying for him. And after three and a half years, my parents now live in Dallas area, I felt led to go talk to them about the outburst I had three and a half years ago. Wow. I had not spoken to them since then about you know what the vomit that I Mm -hmm. vomited up and so guys it was the most vulnerable scary moment of my life because I hadn't talked to my dad in three and a half years and he was like my rock and I and I went to him and he didn't want to talk to me yeah he was very angry at me and um, he felt that I had deserted the family, and so. And in some ways, you had. I had. Yeah, in some I ways, had. you had. And because I didn't know what else, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. But right. I wanted, I had to figure out where that anger came from. And in the midst of that, I had to pull away and let God work on me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And so I went to him, and my mom, and I, I, I very, very. Oh, gosh, what's the right word, Melissa? I just was as transparent as I could be, and I apologized for that moment. And I told my dad, I said, Dad, I did everything wrong. I I did not communicate in the right way. It wasn't healthy. I was broken, and I am so sorry for all the things I said to you and Mom and to my brother. And um, you know what? He didn't receive it. And he said um, he just felt like I had deserted him in the family, and um, he was very angry at me. And I left the next day, Dallas, to come back home to Oklahoma City, and I was very, I thought, Lord, I know you told me to do that. And I said, God, that, that was really hard. Right. <laughs> and I said, that did not end up the way I thought. I, I put myself out there, and my dad did not receive me. And so I remember praying and crying out to God, and I said, God, I know that, that you're going to restore this, and I don't know what it looks like, but God, I did what you told me to do, so I believe you're going to work on my dad's heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Guys, when I did that, that moment as I was driving on I-35 back to Oklahoma City, something lifted off of me. I've never felt, I mean, you hear people say stuff like that and I've always been like, what does that even mean, something lifted off of you? For me, it was that that burden, that that shame, that regret. It just, when I released it back to God and said, I did what I was supposed to do, I trust you that you're going to restore my family. Something lifted. And it was it was amazing and I and all of a sudden that filter was gone and I I just saw my parents like in this this love that I'd never seen them in before. It was just crazy cuz all the hurt was gone. That's awesome. So, and even with my brother, um I went to my brother also, guys, and I, and I asked him to forgive me and um he's still in the process of forgiving me, but you know what? I just love him. And I can, no matter what he would say to me right now, it's like, it's like I have this shield that the Lord's given me mm-hmm. and I, it no longer is penetrating me like it used to. Right. I, and I wish I could explain that better, you guys, because I've heard so many stories on walking through rejection and, um, and this is just my story. And I thought, how do they, what does that even look like? But for me, it was a three and a half year journey. It was allowing the Lord to work on areas of my heart that were really hard for him, for me to open up on, but I eventually did. Sometimes he'd have to revisit it with me three or four times before I'd finally say, God, okay, I'm ready. Right. Let's let's work on this. So I just want to share with you the testimony of it. So my dad started calling me. It started out with just a phone call. That's you know, awesome. Hey, sissy, how you doing? And he never apologized like, Shelly, I'm sorry for what I said, but I knew he was. Right. And so we just started talking, and um, and then I went to my brother and my sister-in-law, and I apologized to them, and my sister-in-law and I are talking again, and my brother's going to get there. And, um, and I get to go down, and I get to, like, see them in Dallas now and visit with them and talk to my niece and my nephew. And that is what restoration looks like. It does. And, you know, one of the things that I think, because um, I, I too went through uh, my journey in the same sort of process, only, you know, everybody's journey is a little bit is individualized. Yeah. But it is that place where God removes the lens of rejection from yes. your life that begins to transform you and you begin to receive other people and with and also at the same time give them the freedom to be who they need yes, to be yes. right or cuz not everybody is at the same we're all on the on that continuum somewhere of being healed yeah. um and some people are just starting and some people are further down the line but it is that that feeling of being able to say um I recognize that the problem was me, yes. right? The problem was me, yes. and I'm the only one who God is. God has to fix me, but I'm the only person who can work on me. Yes, and and I think when we do that, it takes all the pressure off of everybody else in our life that we're putting all that pressure yes. on to fix us. Yes, and to to give us what we need. Like I need, need, need this. Well, now what I need, I go to the Lord for, and and I think that's so really good. that's really super important thing to say, and, and how beautiful that God's restoring your relationship. Yes. And it's on that continuum, too, and it's yes. still moving forward. I, I have a brother that's ex- estranged from me that I actually haven't seen since 2010. Oh, wow. and, uh, but, but I love him, and I pray for him, and every day I ask the Lord to restore that relationship somehow. Yes. And I, I'm willing to do whatever God asked me to do to, 
bring that restoration about because there's no more pain in the process of our yes. relationship. Oh um, my goodness. Yes. And isn't that a wonderful, oh, beautiful place to live? I wish I live. could reach out to everybody right now because I, I get it. We get it. Right, absolutely. What that process of, of rejection and the pain and the hurt and the... It's 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 a you feel so overwhelmed with right. that you're like how do I ever move forward from this point? But I just want to encourage everybody that man God is so good uh-huh. and and what He's done in my life He's no respecter of persons He's going to do it for every single person you know right and I think that's I think that's super true I think that we we have that um, we have that gift from the Lord that yes. says he will work on us. And I, and I, you know what I love about you? My journey was two and a half years. Yours was three and a half years. Uh, one thing I've learned is that the journey doesn't happen overnight. It's no. kind of like, it's kind of like you don't gain a hundred pounds overnight. You don't lose a hundred pounds overnight. Although <laughs> I, wish. I wish that I happened, wish. but, um, you know, and the process of healing is, is a journey is. too. And I think we're, we'll stay on the journey as long as our feet yep. are on this earth. And, and that's okay. Yes. I've is. learned when you can yes, learn to love the journey. Yes. When you can learn to embrace the process, oh, that's right? That's right that's there. really when the yeah. benefit of of that's that's when you find the truest, most intimate, beautiful relationship with the Lord. When you can say like, I don't think this feels good. Yes. Like in the moment, this hurts and it's painful, oh. but the but the journey is so worth it. And and I I always believe that God allows difficult times in our life because we're going to learn something about yes. him we wouldn't learn any other way. Oh my word, yes. And so and yes. I think that I think that's very much where you guys or you found yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um it takes you I think a lot of times you have to get to the other side of of your journey at least quite a ways down the road before you can really share this. I usually yes. tell people, you know, you're healed when you can share your story and it doesn't hurt That's anymore. So That's good. And so thanks for sharing your journey yes. with us. How awesome. Cause you know what? I know that that impacts such a huge population of people, especially women, men to every, we're all, we're all, you know, kind of in that rejection journey. It's yes. Satan's number. I think it's his number Boys one toy is, yes. is, for, to find us in a place of rejection. So thanks for sharing that. So I'd like to just tie up the rest of my our time together with some fun. Um, these are just rapid-fire questions. Don't overthink them. Just first <laughs> come th- okay. comes out of your mouth, right? Uh, so um, tell me, favorite candy bar? Payday. Payday. Oh, no chocolate in payday. I know. I'm not a chocolate person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We should pray for her. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is. I'm not. Favorite kind of Favorite kind of food? Mexican. Mexican. Yay. I like Mexican. Uh, favorite verse of the Bible, life verse. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, the blessing. All right. We are blessed coming and going. Oh, yes. We are. We walk in the blessing of the Lord. Um, if you could say one thing to make Jesus famous, what would that be? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> one thing. Guys, that's hard to name one thing to make Jesus famous. Um, just... Oh my! This is so generic, but it's it's got to be the love uh-huh. that he want the love. It's love, guys. It's love. It's always about love. Yes. Everything's about the love walk. It right? is. And God's it love is. for you. Oh, and it's yeah. So big. It's his love for us is so big, much so bigger. Big. You're right. That's exactly right. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Black or black or foofy? Oh, foofy. <laughs> Are you a pumpkin spice latte person? All the way. <laughs> You're happy it's fall. Oh, I love fall. My favorite season. <laughs> All yes. right. Yes. Uh, one movie that you watch over and over and over. Um, you got mail. You got mail. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and your dog's names are 
Winston and Beckham, and I have a grand puppy, Bo Britton. All right. So she has a couple of corgis yes. that she refers to as the boys. The boys. The boys. So, um, you know what? Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for being brave. And I know that people are going to be touched by by this and so. and yes. uh, willing to yes. share your story. I usually ask people this when they've shared their story. Uh, and I asked a girl that I did yesterday when I was taping her we were recording her podcast. When's your book coming out? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when are you going to put That's your story? That's like the scariest question ever for me. When are you going to put your story in a book so I people can too. read it? Or how are you going to teach your stories mm-hmm. to some people? Mm-hmm. Good question. So, and the thing I know about Shelly, Shelly's a mentor. She likes to mentor people. She loves to help um, people out. So, yes. anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for joining me on the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. Now's the time when I ask you to do my three little favors for me. First of all, if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, would you do me a favor? Would you hit that subscribe button? That way, every episode of the podcast is available in your feed. Second of all, would you go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating? That helps bubble our, our podcast up to the top so people can find us easier because, let's face it, Melissa Zimmerman is not a name people spell correctly. And lastly, would you do me a favor? Would you share share this podcast with your friends and invite them to come and meet the amazing people that God's brought into my life. So until we remember, until we meet again, remember he doesn't waste a thing.